Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. It's our second hour. Uh, we go till 3 today. It's always fun when we get a chance to talk basketball, uh, particularly with one of our favorite guys. That, of course, is Kevin Lehman, former coach, long-term time broadcaster now. He's mediocre at best. Uh, he comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Kevin, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Jimmy. Thanks for all those uh, great credentials you're giving me. <laughs> you're the best, pal. You know that. Um, let's start with, I mean, this is not a shock to anybody with Wichita State leaving. It's been uh, talked about for well over a week now. Uh, but did you find it interesting that the American uh, voted unanimously to accept the Shockers? No, that didn't surprise me at all. And it's really, you know, we talk, we've heard it for about a week. We saw State's been dabbling in this for about two years now, uh, and there was a inquiry to whether they could start football, which they decided not to do, so they're going to go in as a uh, you know, non-football team, which I think evens out that league because isn't Navy play there in football but not in any other sport? That's correct. That's correct. Yes, that's correct. But, you know, I said this to you guys before. I really think the American is getting ready that they're going to get post by the Big 12 eventually, and they're trying to stack up some teams. Well, and it makes sense certainly for them to do that and trying to get a little bit of strength right now. That leads to a question that I have, Kevin, about the MVC and when they were in a position of strength, why they didn't look to expand, why they didn't look to add to what they had you know, going back five years ago when you know the A-10 was starting to fall apart. The Big East, we know what happened there. Before Creighton left, did Doug Elgin drop the ball, not looking to expand the MVC when they were in a position of strength? Well, we'll go back even a little farther, TC. I believe they had a chance to get Butler when Butler was in the horizon in the early 2000s and didn't do it because it would have put him you know, past that magic number of 10. And we've seen what Butler has done since then. So that may have been the real area where the Valley stubbed their toe. But that goes back. You know, that's water under the bridge. They've got to do some real diligence now to see who they're going to add to this league. And I'm with you, D.C. This year, this is the time of expansion. Maybe you should go to 12 teams. Yes. Strength in numbers. I, I really, yeah. Strength in numbers, Kevin. And, and uh, you're feeding more mouths, but the TV contract that they get is not substantial and, and might not be much of anything outside of the games being televised. And you at least get that exposure and the streaming exposure that they have. But we know it's not certainly a TV deal, not just of the the realm that you have of the Big Ten and the Big 12 and things like that, but there just isn't a whole lot there financially for the schools. More mouths to feed, yes, but you got to find a way to build this thing out because now you're looked at in the same vein as the Summit League, as the Horizon. You're looked at just as another one-bid league, and the only way to improve that is to get some better basketball schools and build this thing back up. Mm-hmm. Well, no question, and the Valley doesn't look at TV revenue because you hit it on the head that the Power Five and the Big East, they're getting the TV revenue money. Uh, the Valley is making some profit, but just not much to speak about. But what they're always interested in is how many bids do we get because, you know, they talk about units in the NCAA tournament. Each unit or each game you play is $1.6 million over a course of time. So when the Northern Iowa lost that game to A&M a year ago, that cost the Valley $1.6 million. 
that's what they really look at, multiple bids. And if you're ever talking to your Valley people, Doug Elgin, the commissioner, Jack Watkins, it's always about multiple teams. That's why Illinois State not getting in this year was a huge blow mm-hmm. to the Valley also. Well, look, that probably even cemented it even more, why Wichita State wanted out. Well, and I, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, guys. You know, Wichita State has always been a, I guess, I guess the term would be a high seed unfairly. And I don't know if they're pointing at the Valley saying, hey, we, don't, we can't get enough wins in the Valley to get a better seed. You know, a 10 seed this year, we know that team was much better than that, what they did to Dayton and then gave Kentucky all they wanted. We've seen that year in, year out with the, Val- with the Wichita State. And I think Wichita State also looked what Creighton has done, and they've been a little jealous of the Blue Jays mm-hmm. ever since the Blue Jays left. Yeah, I, I, I read you loud and clear on that. And, you know, guys, everybody wants to be the Gonzaga of the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. That's the new term. They all want to be that mid-major power in the Midwest because there really isn't one right now. And, uh, you know, that's the model that all mid-majors look at is look what Gonzaga's done. Kevin, uh, you know Nebraska-Omaha from your days coaching over there. Uh, Many people think that going after a big market like Omaha, maybe a school like Missouri-Kansas City, makes sense. But uh, as we talked about, market share just isn't the same as it was when the Big Ten brought in Maryland and Rutgers because of, of the market that they have. When you're looking at basketball members, be it one, be it three, whatever you're looking to bring in for the MVC, when the athletic directors and school presidents get together down in St. Louis on Sunday, who are the teams, if you were in that room, that you'd be looking at targeting? Well, you know, they're going to talk about academic fit, but I don't know how important that is, guys. It's going to be more about geography and markets and eyeballs. And I always look back to uh, when Creighton left, you had 17,000-seat arena that was normally filled, and that was replaced by Loyola that draws about 4,000 or 4,500. So he lost a lot of butts in the seats with that transformation. Mm-hmm. But, guys, who's out there now that fills their arenas? I mean, the other team that they went after when they took Loyola was Belmont, who had just switched to the Ohio Valley. This may be a time to go into Nashville and see if you can get Belmont, a team that's been highly successful, to get them to make the move. And I've said to you before, guys, the team that Valley really wants is St. Louis. Pelicans, but St. Louis will not give them a sniff. No, they they will not. Is that just just because they think that they're, uh, I, I guess, all that, and they don't want anything to do with it? Well, it's there's the atmosphere of these Jesuit schools, such as Creighton and St. Louis U, that they're going to draw students from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So they want an exposure over there. St. Louis gets that with the A10. They would not get that with the Valley. They had a change of presence a few years back. They thought that might tip the scales to join the Valley since the Valley headquarters are right in St. Louis, just a few blocks or miles down the, down the highway there from St. Louis. But, well, they just can't get a sniff from the Billikens. You know, you mentioned Belmont, a bit of an outlier geographically, but a growing market in Nashville. Uh, that one makes sense. Uh, a place that isn't exactly growing, but two pretty good bases up in the Dakotas, North Dakota State and South Dakota State. If they do look to go to 12, do you like those ones, or does it seem like a bit of a stretch to go to the Dakota schools? Now, North Dakota State was a school that was highly talked about when Loyola joined after the uh, loss of Creighton. And one of the reasons why, because they've been so successful in football, in which a number of these Valley schools are playing. Oh, the football Valley is a little different animal with uh, Youngstown State and some of those other teams in it. 
But North Dakota State guys, you know, I compete against them when I was at Omaha. They were in that old North Central League. Understand, when you go to North Dakota State and North Dakota, those are the state schools. That's their Iowa, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. They are very financially secure schools. They have great facilities, and they have deep pockets. So don't be surprised about North Dakota State. I know the concern before was, uh, you know, TCU mentioned ge- geography. You know, that's a long way from Indiana State, a long way from Evansville, and those are teams that don't have large budgets. So they're concerned. Not only do you have to travel your basketball team, you've got to travel all those other Olympic sports right. in addition. Right. Could we see a team come in basketball only? I doubt that, but I don't be surprised with a team that doesn't have football because we're talking about when you're talking about Omaha, UMKC. Um, I don't know if Belmont does. I don't think they have. No, they no have I don't. Football. I don't believe they play. No. And another school they kicked around was uh, Milwaukee, UW-Milwaukee as a school, because you're looking at another big metro market that's in the Midwest. Interesting. Some interesting hmm. names out there, different markets that you can tap into. What about the viability of Arch Madness going forward down in St. Louis? After losing a Creighton and that huge fan base that made their way to St. Louis every year, they're able to do it and aided certainly by the great success that Wichita had. But now you look around, you know, what's, what are the fan base that can help you out? You get a couple hundred more from UNI, from Missouri State, from Southern, from Illinois State, you know, those kind of places, that's all well and good. But this is pretty substantial as well. Long term, does the MVC stick with the conference tournament in St. Louis, or could you see this thing moving around in the future? You know, they dabbled a little bit in Kansas City, but they went back to St. Louis and Creighton traveled in droves. Mm-hmm. They may have traveled better than Wichita State yes, did. Yes, they did. But the Valley will tell you, they need Southern Illinois to be good. When Southern's good, they fill that place up because they have a large alumni base in St. Louis. It's actually the closest school to St. Louis, the Southern Illinois Slukies. And when they were good in those early 2000s, they were, their run was like from 2004 to 2010, uh, they had full houses at Arch Madness. That's the team we always talk about. We want, we need the Slukie to be good. You know, Illinois State, they brought a pretty good contingent this last year. I was surprised they didn't bring more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, another team, guys, that has great tradition that needs to get back up to the top is Bradley. And I think Brian Wardle's on the right path there. And, of course, we've talked about Drake and, and Nico's got to go in there. We need, the Valley needs Drake to be good. They need those teams on the bottom to get better. Well, you say that, but they've been absolutely awful uh, for the last what umpteen years since two thousand eight. So, uh, well, they had the, yeah, they had the one breakthrough in oh eight, and if you look through the history, it's struggled since then. Since, but yeah, you know they've got some things going, and hopefully Nico Medved can get it going. Have you heard anything about his staff? It's been kind of quiet. Nothing on that front. Nothing. No, we've been and we've even snooped around a little bit. So everything's been real quiet uh, so far. And that's got to be one of the most important things that he does in order to try to find kids that'll come to Drake and play. Well, no question. You got to find a staff that has some rec- existing recruiting connections. Some areas where those assistants you hire are very visible. They're known quantities, and they can go in and AU programs or certain areas and have a rapport rapport with those coaches. But you guys, when you look at the Valley, and you look at RPI, you know, for years the Valley was right around that eight or nine as a conference RPI, and that led to multiple bids. Now they're fighting for that 11th and 12th spot. They've mm-hmm. dropped 
since the loss of Creighton, about three to four spots. Mm-hmm. And boy, now they're losing Wichita State. Are they going to drop farther? That's the scary part about this, because then you're definitely a one-bid league. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, you know, we've kind of took, talked about it in, in terms of you and I and what they'd have to put together if it gets to that point. I mean, you're talking about a team that's going to have to go out and, and have a 30-4 and four kind of regular season if you don't win MVC tournament just to get into the dance. And uh, you talk about having no wiggle room. That's going to be the Panthers going forward as as Ben Jacobson has another bit of a rebuild here. But, you know, he's shown that ability. A dip for a couple of years and then come back with a couple of great teams. Well, those great teams are not going to have the uh, the chance that are large like they have a couple of different times. That's out the window now. Well, what you've got to do, with, what you and I have tried to do in the landscape recently is play in those MTE or multiple team events, whether it's in the Bahamas, uh, Battle for Atlantis, those type things, and meet up with your power conferences then and get some wins. But, guys, look at you and I's home schedule last year. I think they had six home games, and one of them was Co. Mm-hmm. They, they just can't get people to come in and play anymore. I, I like that bracket buster. I think it's got to come back. The ESPN bracket buster? Valley. Yeah. yeah. I think it's got to come back because, you know, look what, you know, Northern uh, Iowa had those games with uh, VCU. They had return games. Uh, George Mason out of the A-10, they played this year, still kind of part of that series. They've got the Mountain West Challenge, so they're getting, uh, you know, some games there. But, guys, the Mountain West is just like the Valley now. It's turned into a one-bid league. Yeah, yeah. No, the Mountain West was way down, way down. Uh, let me fire this at you, because you referenced the fact about the American loading up on teams, thinking that maybe the Big 12 will raid them. Where does Wichita State fit in immediately right now in the American? We saw SMU. We saw Cincinnati. Tulsa's been good. We know what UConn has been in the past with a national title not that long ago. Where does Wichita State fit in? Well, and you got Memphis is going to come on with Tubby Smith, although I see that the Lawson brothers are talking about transferring out. Yes, yeah. Which will be a big blow, but you know Tubby Smith can get it going. And I told you this before, guys, keep an eye on Houston and what Kelvin Sampson's doing there. They're the NIT this year. They're redoing all their facilities down there. They've got money from football. That is an up-and-coming program in the American. Of course, we know SMU is still under some probation issues. There's another high-profile program. UConn's got national championships. So there's some, there's some clout in that American. And I looked up the RPIs. I think they were right at, uh, they were number seven, right behind what you would call the power conferences with the Big East. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Right there with it. Hey, uh, Kevin, want to jump over and uh, just take a little overview of each of the Big Four teams. We we talked a little bit about, Drake, what about you and I? They lose Jeremy Morgan, how important he has been to that program over the last four years. What are your thoughts on the Panthers next year? Going to be a lot of new faces. They're going to need uh, their two senior big men to really step forward and Bennett Cook, uh, get him call- going along with Clint Carlson. But middle of the pack, what- what's the expectation level next year in the MVC for the Panthers? Well, you know, before I was picking Wichita State to win it, but I have to revamp that <laughs> right. now. I think Illinois State's probably going to be still near the top. Um Missouri State, if you keep those guys intact, that was a team that something was missing, but they were really talented. Of course, they have uh, Alizé Johnson coming back, who was newcomer of the year, a double-double machine. Bradley's on an uptick. 
He's one with young guys, so I see them to improve again. When you look at Northern Iowa, my concern is they don't have the athletic wing that Jeremy Morgan was, and they've had those guys in the past. Now, Austin Fife will help them, but I don't like the lineup of Carlson, Fife, and Bennett Cook together. Uh, those are three big guys that might have trouble guarding quickness in the league. So I can see those three rotating in those two up front spots at four and five. But you know who's going to be your three man with this? And McLeod, as a point guard, Juwan McLeod has to come back and have a great sophomore year. Paul, that point guard position still concerns me. You got Wyatt Lowhouse going to get you some stability there. Mm-hmm. But I've always said if you're going to win the valley, you got to have big physical wings. That's what Wichita State did for years. Could Isaiah Brown, could he turn into that guy? We saw him a bit here this freshman year. I mean, he's got to add a lot of strength. He's a skinny kid, but you know, six foot five, a guy I know they were excited about coming in. Do you think Isaiah Brown could turn into that type of kid? Well, when you look at their roster, that's kind of one of the guys that has to stick out. They want to redshirt him this year, and he asked not to. Uh, you know, he got some playing time, struggled to shoot it was not careful to shoot it because I always said his yes. arms were going to wear out before his legs ever did because uh, <laughs> he was a catch-and-fire dude. But he's got some talent. And, guys, you know their biggest improvement is usually between that freshman and sophomore year. So McLeod and Isaiah Brown were big recruits for him when they came in. Those guys have to really step up and live up to those accolades. One more on the Panthers. Ben Jacobson uh, last week, given that two-year contract extension, extends him out now to 2027. Is that just some goodwill with the new athletic director there? Kind of a head-scratcher for us here uh, as you looked at it. It's not like recruiting is an issue. He's still got the long contract there. In your mind, why did they tack on an extra two years to uh, fill him out to 2027? You know, I'm not sure why they did that either. Um, but if you look at Northern Iowa or Ben Jackson, of course he had a losing season this year, the first time he has had. But he's been the top half of the Valley, finishing with nine wins or more. Every season he's been there, so they've been the picture of stability. And I'll tell you what, guys, that you know, I worked there for ten years. That's not an easy school to recruit to. Mm-hmm. You've got to tap that Minnesota market, Minneapolis. We always try to get a guy out of Chicago, and of course, you got to mine Iowa, find those best guys. And what is really hurt Northern Iowa? The Big Four Classic. My days there, we had Iowa coming in every year. Right. We had Iowa State. We had those games set up, and we had a. We had a home-and-home with Nebraska. We had a really strong schedule that helped us. That's in the past now. You can't do that anymore. Those schools will not come and play in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Their biggest challenge to me is scheduling. Yeah. No, I I agree. Look, uh, Trent and I both uh, like the home-and-homes, but it's a thing of the past, and now you just get the Big Four Classic, and you have to live with it. That's that's it. Uh, Hey, guys. Yeah, go ahead, Kev. If you were Steve Froome or Fran McCaffrey, yeah. Would you go play in Cedar Falls, Iowa? No. I mean, if you look at it from their viewpoint, I can understand. I probably wouldn't do it either. But you know, yeah. it's we. I really think those games need to be on college campuses, but they're not anymore. That's mm. just the way of of college basketball in this era. Kevin, I went. I went over to Drake when it was Iowa State when Fred Hoiberg was still the coach, and they had Royce White, and Drake beat them at Drake. I think I might have called that game. I think you did. I think you. I think you were on camera there. Yes. Yeah, because I waved. I waved to you, and you just flipped me off like I was nothing. So. But it was. But but I mean that's that's why those that's why they don't want to go to those schools. 
That's well, and there people were people were hanging from the rafters. Yeah. The oh yeah, it was yeah, it was nuts. It was a great environment. Yeah. No, I go back and I don't know if TC was old enough to remember this. When Iowa came to the dome the first time, we had oh, yeah. five thousand people mm-hmm. in there. Wow. I dropped, remember I think it well. the next the next year we had seventeen thousand. It kinda of got down to where we were getting about ten or eleven thousand each game, but those people up in the Waterloo Paul's era area did not get a chance to see the Hawkeyes up close and personal. And we were still getting Iowa State with about 10,000 people when they came in there. So, But that's all, guys, that's all water the bridge. It's not going to happen anymore because I guarantee Brandon McCaffrey's not going back to Cedar Falls, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. He is not. Nope. That won't be happening. We know that, and that's the reality of the situation. Kevin, uh, with that, give us a hit on the Hawkeyes. A lot returns here. But you look across, everybody, uh, all the big national people came out with their preseason way too early, top 25, Iowa nowhere to be found. Lenardi came out with his bracket for next year. Iowa wasn't in that one. I I see this team, at the very least, as an NCAA tournament team. They're a win away from doing it this season. Is the expectation level maybe locally getting too high for next year's Hawkeye squad? No, I don't think so. You know, you look at that team. And all that comes back, and they had some success, the games that Peter Jock didn't play. I really think, uh, again, you got the guy in the middle, Tyler Cook. you got Bohan at the point guard position. Christian Williams can develop for him. Uh, we know what Pimsel can do. And he's adding some really good recruits, guys. Those two big guys he's got are really skilled. Uh, They're coming in, Nunji and the other young man. they got some guys that can play. Uh but the Big Ten is the Big Ten, guys. It's, it was a young league, I think, this year, so there's a lot coming back. I see Swanigan is probably going to go out. Wisconsin going to lose quite a bit. And I'm surprised now. i got to ask you about Nebraska, guys. There was mm-hmm. some rumor of Tim Miles getting a bailout and going to New Mexico. Is that still out there? That That is still some talk, yes, that New Mexico is still uh, in the hunt for a coach, and that rumor is still circulating. So I don't know. You know, Nebraska lost uh, – other players transferred out. Morrow, Morrow, Ed Morrow transferred. Oh, Ed Morrow. Yeah, he wants to be a wing player. My son is old. He wants to be a wing player. This guy is a post player. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he is. Look, but that's the new, the new era too, guys. You know, you got to be able to pick up guys off the waiver wire <laughs> and uh, use those transfers. You're, to you're win. right. It, it seems like a, like like a professional waiver wire, doesn't it? Oh, no question. And, you know. You and I did it with Paul Jesperson had some success. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that you got to look in that market. I know Fran McCaffrey does not believe in that, so you won't see the Iowa doing it, but Iowa State's made a living off it also. Speaking of the Cyclones, uh, last thing for you, Kevin. Iowa State, kind of hard to envision exactly where they're going to be because they still have four open scholarships. Right. You speak of that transfer game, what can happen there? Uh, we do know what they're going to have. They're going to have Solomon Young, another year of experience for him in the middle. Uh, you got Donovan Jackson to go along with the incoming Lindell Wigington, who is an incredible player to watch. Outside of that, though, certainly a lot of question marks for Iowa State. Without knowing who else they're going to get, rebuilding year or a team that maybe can hover around and at the very least be a, a bubble team? Well, if you look at the recruits and how they're ranked, it seems like Steve Prohm's done a great job of getting some talent. But when they've been so stable with Monte Morris and Naz Mitchell-Long over those four years, we've been spoiled by those guys. So it's going to be a lot of new faces. This will be, uh, you know, we saw Steve Combs' fingerprints all over this team. They're a better defensive team this season. You're going to see that again, I think, as they progress farther along. And you got Cameron Lard, who's already on campus. 
So the Big 12 guys, mm-hmm. we talked about before, Kansas is going to be Kansas, although I see Carlton Bragg is making an exit. But, you know, they're going to retool. Baylor's always got players. Um, you know, Oklahoma State, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Or with Kansas State, West Virginia is going to be good. But I, I think this Iowa State team next has enough talent that they're going to be an NCAA tournament team. Are you a little surprised, we'll let you go on this, that Scott Drew at Baylor didn't look for a different landing spot? With all this going on mm-hmm. in Waco, Texas, on that campus, I wouldn't have been surprised if he did. But that's a different animal down there, guys. They feel a little bit isolated from the rest of the world. So I'm not surprised, and I am surprised. I'm not surprised that he's still there. He's had tremendous success there and been able to bring in some very, very talented players. And he makes a good buck, too, down there, too. He does pretty well. You know, I thought his name might get kicked around for Illinois. Yeah. The Midwest guy, but uh, the world, you know, he's in the Big 12. He's one of the best leagues in the country, and he's a program that's always near the top. So what's going to be a better move for him than where he's at with Baylor? It's great having you on. Look, we know it was short notice. Uh, thanks for picking up our phone call when we know that you really don't care much for us. <laughs> but, 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 but hey, we, guys. <laughs> we appreciate you, Kevin. Uh, Jimmy and TC, it's always a pleasure being on with you guys. I thought basketball was over, and all of a sudden we get text messages. we got to talk about the Shockers' exit. There you go. You're the best, pal. Thank you. Have a great weekend, kid. All right. Thank you, guys. There you go. Kevin Lehman. Uh, on Wichita State and college basketball in general. I like talking to him. It's fun. He's a good guy. Yeah. Jimmy B and TC, it's the uh, Big Talker, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped, or pitched, the guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Menards has the products you need to create your ideal living space while staying organized. Add style and function with Dakota pre-finished wood shelving. Create your own custom storage space in closets, pantries, laundry rooms, and more. Dakota pre-finished bullnose shelving is available in a white or wheat oak finish. 11 and a quarter inch deep by 4 foot bullnose shelves are $1.99 each after rebate. Now, during the Menard Day Sale. Save big money at Menards. Bolton and Hay invite you to join them for their annual spring sale and knife sharpening event on Saturday, April 22nd from 9 a.m. to noon. All proceeds from knife sharpening will benefit A. Heinz 57 Pet Rescue and Transport. Meet the furry friends looking for forever homes and enjoy great discounts on commercial quality kitchen supplies on Saturday, April 22nd, 9 a.m. to noon at Bolton and Hay, 2701 Delaware Avenue in Des Moines. Bolton and Hay, they can really make you cook. 
This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Stop into Lowe's Spring Black Friday event where you'll find savings on those projects popping up on your to-do list. Get your garden started with five bags of Stay Green Garden Soil now for just $10. And do a little outdoor spring cleaning and save $70 on a Troy Bill 2800 PSI gas pressure washer now for just $249. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Soil offer valid 45 through 510. Pressure washer offer valid through 410. All supplies last. U.S. only. See store for details. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation 515-262-STAR. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody. We continue until 3 today. Uh, Coming up, what, roughly 10 minutes from now or so? We're going to switch gears. We're going to go to a little Major League Baseball. Yes, yes. We've got to talk about those red-hot Minnesota Twins. (laughs) (laughs) And do what we can, Jimmy B. Bump, bump. Uh, Matt, uh, or, uh, sorry, uh, Chris Cotillo will join us from the Daily Dish SB Nation Major League Baseball. So we're talking a little hoops there with Kevin Lehman, yeah. and uh, it got me to thinking. We're he talked about you and I and the good non-conference schedules that they've been able to put together uh, every year, and a big part of that is the exempt tournament that they play in this season. Mm-hmm. So I took a peek here and seeing where the uh, in-state schools are going next okay. year. Okay, Iowa State they'll yep. be playing next year in the San Juan Shootout now called the uh, Tires Pro Puerto Rico tip-off. I'm going to see if I can get John Walters to be ill that uh, ah. that week, and maybe I can do that gig. No, yeah. I was already told. You're already, you already yeah, got? Okay. I'm, I'm already All right, well, you're already in. Okay. That's not true. Bloom and Williams <laughs> and, and those guys are ahead of us. We're well down the pecking order mm. as it pertains to that. I don't think even a sickness of John would be able to put us in that chair. But Iowa State will be there. South Carolina is going to well, be in okay. that That's okay, good, one. yeah. Florida State. 
pretty good. Illinois yep. State should be good again yep. next year. Boise, Tulsa, UTEP, and Western Michigan uh, complete the That's field good. for that one. Yeah. So pretty decent one. Uh, let's continue on. Let's look at Drake. They're going to be an exempt tournament next year. Woo-hoo! Remember uh, last year they went up to Alaska? They did. Uh, got beat by Alaska. By Al- yes, a Division II school. The good news is there will be no D2 schools oh, at this tournament. That's the biggest break uh, that Drake could get. Uh, they will be in the Virgin Islands, I believe a tournament that Kevin normally calls. I think he worked at this past year. because we it a few times. Yeah, because yeah. we hated him for going there. Well, you always say that. I, I do. I, I don't like the way you do that, but regardless of that, uh, they'll be there with Colorado. Wake Forest, a couple okay. of uh, yeah. power conference teams. Yeah. And also in the mix in the Virgin Islands with Drake, Drexel, Houston, Liberty, Mercer, and Quinnipiac. Well, Houston's going to be decent yeah, again. they should be pretty good. Yeah. So uh, pretty good tournament there for Drake, and they'll get a couple of good games out of that. Will they win any of them? Uh, probably not. not. Uh, <laughs> continuing on here, I'm looking for, there it is, you and I is going back to the battle for Atlantis. Oh. Played there a few years back. Had Louisville on the ropes. Yeah, they did. A Louisville did. team that went on to win the national championship. Yeah, they did. They were down double digits, came roaring back. I want to say it was maybe Thanksgiving night. Right in there, or yeah. It was the Friday night. Right, it was one of those. One two. of those, right in there. I was back at my parents. I remember me and my stepdad sitting there and, and watching the watching game. Watching the game. So close. Just couldn't get a shot at the end against Louisville. But uh, they'll be back there once again. And look at this field that you and I is going to be with Arizona. Woo! Purdue, yeah, SMU, Villanova, <laughs> Tennessee, oh, oh, oh. NC State. Oh. The other outlier would be Western Kentucky. They got a McDonald's All American coming in. Rick Stansberry recruiting very well. In he's Western Kentucky. he's gonna he's gonna have the uh, Hilltoppers right in the hunt. So that is a field you're gonna guess. I would say probably you and I would be the last seed if they seeded out. Yeah, and uh, that means Arizona in the opening in round. In the opening round. For the battle for Atlantis. And then finally, the Hawkeyes, they'll be playing in the Cayman Islands, a new tournament this year. Mm-hmm. Down in the beautiful Cayman Islands, they will be there. Cincinnati will be top 15 this year. They will. They'll be a very good uh, team expected in the preseason. And after that, it uh, it drops off. Buffalo. Ooh. Louisiana, uh, that would be Louisiana, Mon- no, not Monroe, Louisiana, Lafayette. Lafayette, okay. The Raging Cajuns. Yes. Richmond, South Dakota State, UAB, and Wyoming. Oof. So setting up a Cincinnati-Iowa Oof. championship. Certainly, it certainly is for Cincinnati to run that uh, table. And you, you're hopeful if you're a Hawkeye fan that maybe one of the teams you play early on turns out to be decent, mm-hmm. helps out your RPI. Right. But, uh, right. Not quite the field that better the battle than, for Atlanta has. No, it's not quite. But it's better than playing Delaware State. That's true. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Who's is that? Does Iowa have Delaware State again? I hope not. I hope oh, not. God. I hope we do not see any more MEAC teams, no more SWAC teams. <laughs> oh, man. Schedule correctly. Oh, man. We got baseball talk coming up on the other side. And what in God's name led a baseball to stick to Yadier Molina yesterday? I found that to be very interesting. He didn't like the line of questioning he got after the game. He didn't. We'll get the thoughts on that much more coming up on the other side. Chris Cotillo from SB Nation talking baseball next here, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. Hey, Des Moines, I'm Dave Ramsey. Join me every Monday through Friday from 9 to noon. Courtesy of Mediacom Careers on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? 
Craft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, where right now, select John Deere mowers come with a free Home Depot gift card worth up to 350 bucks. From zero-turn models to the new Excel cutting decks, John Deere gives you a quality cut that won't cut into your downtime. And that free Home Depot gift card puts even more spring in your pocket. Buy a John Deere, get a gift card. During Spring Black Friday, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Val through April 19th in store and online. Gift card via mail-in rebate. See store for details. Men, if you're like me, you appreciate the feeling of a clean, smooth shave from a quality blade. The sort of shave that cuts clean without the burn. So why are you messing around with generic razors that cost 32 bucks for an 8-pack when you can shave with Harry's high-quality German-engineered blades for half the price? And because Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they'll send you their most popular set, complete with a razor, one of their world-famous blades, shaving cream, and post-shave balm for free if you cover shipping. A total value of $20 at no cost to you, with code 1150 at checkout, their way of saying thank you for trying them. How is Harry's able to save you all this money and still give you the best shave you'll ever enjoy? By owning the factory that manufactures the blades. That's how. Go to harrys.com now and enter code 1150 at checkout to claim your free trial set and post-shave balm. That's harrys.com. Code 1150. 1700 KBGG kicks off your morning with On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I would want all of the police force to have everything that they would need at their fingertips. Just because they say that they need it, that's enough. We need it, so please get it to us. And they give you the hometown scoop with Monk and Kelly. I didn't know you had a clothing line. Yeah. Is it really made of bacon? It's got the official bacon (laughs) stamp of approval. Smell it or not, scratch it, sniff. News from around the globe with Westwood One. On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria on the Big Talker. 1700. KBGG. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, welcome back in. Uh, we continue on. We're going to uh, switch gears. We've done a lot of football and basketball so far on the show. We talked a lot of uh, Masters Golf. 
And now we're going to do some Major League Baseball. It's going to be fun. Chris Cotello, Major League Baseball Daily Dish SB Nation is on the Draft House 50 hotline. Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Chris, hello, man. How's it going? We're doing great, pal. Now, Trent just told me that you're a North Carolina Tar Heel guy. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm a, I'm a junior here now sitting in Chapel Hill, and uh, it's, it's a beautiful day to be sitting here at the home of the national champions, as it has been all week. So. <laughs> what was it? Uh, you Did you travel to the game, or did you just stay in Chapel Hill? No, I think, you know, we, we, we thought about it. You know, my friends and I thought about going to Phoenix and kind of experiencing that atmosphere, but you know, you'd be out on Franklin Street here with fifty-five thousand of your closest friends celebrating that. I think that was that was a once-in-a-lifetime experience too. I got you. I got you. Well, you got to be pretty pleased uh, with what just went down in the national championship game in Major League Baseball. Are we going to get the top teams running away and hiding? So we're not going to get much of a type of close to playoffs atmosphere that we saw in basketball at all. Do you believe that it would be, and I'll just throw this out there for you, the Dodgers, the Nationals, the Cubs, Boston, uh, Cleveland, and we'll say Houston, that they just uh, win by five to eight games or more, and it's just not going to be that exciting? Please tell me I'm wrong. I, I would love to, but I really think this year you're looking at just making predictions, and I think you're looking at a really polarized league where the good teams were all the teams you mentioned, obviously, the Red Sox, the Indians, the Astros, the clear front runners in the American League after having big off seasons, uh, the Nationals, Cubs, and, and the Dodgers there, uh, the big teams in the National League. I think the National League is, is even more polarized. Obviously, the Giants could still make a run. The Mets there in the AL East could make a or in the NL East, excuse me, could make a run. You, you, I just think, you know, you have those top teams, and it's really theirs to lose at this point. I think one race that could be really interesting, as it always is, the American League East, the Red Sox, I think, are the clear front runners, and, and I'm not just saying that because I grew up in Massachusetts, but I think the Rays could be good, the Blue Jays could be good, the Orioles off to an undefeated start, only 2-0, and but still have some pieces there. I think the Yankees are, are kind of a year away or so with all those young pieces they have, but I think you could see some teams surprising in the AL East, but I think the Red Sox are the front runners specifically in that one. A season ago, it was an 0-9 start, only two sweeps all season long for the Minnesota Twins. Here they are, sweep their first season, th- uh, Series 3-0, and and a little bit of excitement building. Now, it might be fool's gold, we all understand that, but as you've uh, watched the Twins and seen them over the first three games, it's been a surprise. Uh, can this Minnesota team, with the ability they have offensively, at the very least, stick around for a while? Or is it one series, and hey, if this thing was happening in June, nobody would be talking about the Twins right now. Right. You know, it obviously looks good to see a zero on the loss column at any point <laughs> right now. A year ago, you saw a zero on the win column for a while. So just comparatively to how it started last year, I think it's good. But I think, obviously, the Twins, after the year they had and, and all the struggles and how good the Indians are in that division, I think it probably is fool's gold. I think that series um, you know, is, is probably... Too early to really tell, but it might tell you a little bit about the Royals. I think a lot of people have big expectations for the Royals mm-hmm. and, and heading into a very, very important bridge year for that organization. Um, that's not the start Kansas City wanted. 
Yeah, I had picked them as a uh, AL wild card. I'm already off that. <laughs> Three games into the season. Nope, nope. I got to change now. That bullpen, boy. Ooh, I mean, ooh, they had ooh. the game with the three consecutive yeah. walks with the bases loaded. It went from the strength that led them to back-to-back pennants in a World Series championship to what we're currently seeing here. Uh, how much of this is just overreaction, and, and how much can you glean away from three, four games that we've seen to this point in your mind, Chris? I, I think it's it's just the first week. We're three games out of one thing, too, and, and it's always uh, it's t- it's easy to kind of fall into the traps, and I do it. I look at records and say, wow, you know, the Twins are 3-0, and the Royals are 0-3. I wonder if that's going to stay, but I just I think – there, there are some teams with some more urgency. I think the Royals, as I mentioned, I'll get a little more specific on that, are, are one of them. I think you're looking at a team that has a bunch of pending free agents. We saw them make some moves in the offseason, trading Garrett Dyson to the Mariners. Obviously, Wade Davis went to the Cubs. They decided to re-sign Danny Duffy. But now they're stuck where they have Eric Hosmer, Lorenzo Cain, Mike Moustakis, all those guys that are free agents at the end of the season. And they're with that payroll. They're not going to be able to re-sign all of them. So if they're out of this race by May, by June, in July, they're going to be open for business and willing to trade those guys to restock that farm system and kind of get back to the old way the Royals were when when they had to rebuild. And so five or six years from now, they'll have a core that's able to win a World Series like they were a couple years ago. So I think for that team, I think hitting the panic button may come a little bit earlier just because the next six, seven years, as I mentioned, the entire franchise kind of rests on these first three months. Uh, Cleveland in the AL Central is pretty much penciled in. Look, they just find ways to win games. They were down the other night, got a grand slam home run in the last inning to win that game. Is this a, a Cleveland Indians team in your estimation when we talked about early, but really can like run away and hide? I think so. I think because you're looking at how good they were last year, and then the changes you make, you replace Mike Napoli, upgrade him to Edwin Encarnacion, and then take a very good pitching staff and upgrade all their health and, and the guys that were dealing with things toward the end of the season into October. Everyone's back healthy. Everyone is you know, going to be contributing, and then you add Encarnacion to that big bat at first or the DH role. I think it's very, very easy to see the Indians being a clear favorite, especially in a division where they can pile up the win. Now, if the Royals fall out of the race, and the Tigers could also fall out of the race and be another team that sells. They have a lot of veteran pieces. You could have four rebuilding teams of the Twins, Tigers, White Sox, and Royals in that division mm-hmm. with the Indians running away. And past July, if those teams have already sold, and obviously the White Sox are open for business, if the Royals, Tigers, and Twins are as well, that's piling up wins in division opponents that are just young rosters uh, with no veterans towards the end of the year. Interesting. You add Encarnacion, you get yeah. Michael Brantley back for a full season, a healthy Carrasco and Salazar. Uh, again, early, but are the Indians the best team in baseball? That's a tough one. I think if the Red Sox rotation is there with Chris Sale, David Price, if he comes back healthy and Rick Porcello, I think they're a real good candidate. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the other teams we talked about, the Dodgers, 3-1 and one so far, but the best run differential so far in the league. I'm, I, you know, funny enough, the Twins are second. I think you're looking at, and, and obviously the Cubs are there too. So there, there's there's a lot. Uh, I think there the teams that were great last year tended to get better this offseason. They, they tended to make moves to help um, just move them forward. And the teams that were not great last year all decided to rebuild. And that, that contributed to that polarization that I talked about earlier. All right, for the life of me, tell me how the baseball sticks to Molina's uh, catching gear. That is that's going to be one of the mysteries we'll never be able to. <laughs> I think that's one of those lights that we're going to be seeing for years to come. Um, uh, maybe, you know, there's there's some 
residue from all the the sixty million he got last week that is sticking to his to his chest pad or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I have no explanation on my end. You know, Schwarber, uh, after the game, the Cubs were asked about it. There wasn't anybody that was up in arms. No. Yes, it's uh, probably an illegal substance, pine tar or something on there. But in the end, uh, this is just part of baseball. Nobody's getting too upset about it. What do you think of Molina, though, his response when he was asked the question? He had to know that the question was going to be asked sure. there. And he goes, oh, that's a dumb question. No, it's not. No. Just don't say anything. And, and that's, in the end, what he did. But it certainly wasn't a dumb question from the reporter, was it, Chris? No, not a dumb question at all. I think there's just always this disconnect between the outside world of, you know, we as reporters and analysts look at banned substances or pine tar and think it's the end of the world. Everybody in baseball will tell you it's just part of the game. We all do it. And unless it's egregious, like we saw Michael Pineda's neck a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. then they're really not going to be um, making a big deal out of it. So I think that's why the Cubs didn't make a big deal out of it. Molina did think it was a big deal. Uh, and, it, and it kind of goes against the unwritten rules. I remember years ago the Blue Jays called out Clay Buckles for sunscreen or bug spray or something on oh, his neck. Oh, yeah, you're and, right. Yeah. And, and people people were upset about that within the Red Sox because the Blue Jays are kind of breaking those on rules and um, and kind of snitching almost in a way, and I don't think I was wanting to do that, especially this early in the year. God, where's Gaylord Perry when you need him? Moved <laughs> <laughs> up somewhere. Oh, man. Stuff flying all off that baseball when he would let it go out of his hands. That was unbelievable. All right. Uh, out west, you referenced the San Francisco Giants, but this is an odd year, uh, 2017. Normally, their years are even years, and we just—it's interesting how that has played out. But do you really think the Giants are good enough then to compete with LA? I think so. I think you looked at their big weakness, and this is funny because it's been their weakness so far, especially opening day. Bumgarner pitched well, and they blow a game, and obviously it's two home runs. Um, but but he, I have to also plug that Madison Baumgartner was a UNC commit. I forgot that thing. He had two home runs on opening day and, and pitched pitched well enough for them. But the bullpen blew it. I think that was the story of last year. And my hope for them was coming into this year, they really kind of renovated that bullpen. So they had Santiago Casilla and Javier Lopez and Sergio Romo, who had been there for the championships and they had been there forever. And it's out with those guys, and they decided to commit sixty four million to a guy in Mark Melanson who was a proven closer in Pittsburgh and Washington last year who hopefully will come in and do the job for them. But so far, obviously one and three is not what they expected in the first few games, but uh, if that bullpen can get turned around with the lineup they have and all those stars, Crawford, Belt, obviously, Posey, Eduardo Nunez looks great as well so far. Pence, they'll be fine. Good stuff. Hey, Chris, always good talking baseball with you. Appreciate it as always, and another congratulations to your Tar Heels. Might have not been beautiful from a, a viewing standpoint, but I'm sure you Tar Heel fans don't care. We will take it in a 2-0 game. There you go. Thanks, man. We'll be in touch with you uh, throughout the uh, rest of the baseball season. Have a great weekend, Chris. Right. Sounds good. Thanks. See you. Chris Catello right there, Major League Baseball, the Daily Dish, SB Nation. Uh, let's quickly update everybody on the uh, Masters right now. Yeah, what do you got, Jimmy? Uh, Charlie Hoffman's still in the lead at minus four. Sergio, and he's still on the course, as is Sergio Garcia, who is now at minus three. So Sergio making a move as we speak. Uh, Jordan Spieth is on the course right now through three holes. He is plus three. Uh, Ricky Fowler is through four. He is minus two. Fred Couples minus two through five. So Freddie having a good outing. Phil Mickelson is minus one through two as we speak as well. So some of the big name golfers are now 
out on the course at the Masters. Little baseball update as well. Afternoon games in Pittsburgh. The Pirates out to a two to one lead over Atlanta. Detroit leading Boston one nothing as they play in the bottom of the fifth. Tonight will be the Cubs in Milwaukee for the Brew Crew, and the Twins will be with the White Sox over at the Old Comiskey Park uh, happening there. Kansas City they're in Houston for the weekend, and Cincinnati and St. Louis down in STL. Your weekend series here in the Midwest. There you go. You are updated. We will have a break coming up here. And then when we come back, Matt Nelson will join us. Wide right Natty Light, the latest as we get you set for the Iowa State Cyclone spring game. It is set for tomorrow afternoon uh, at Jack Trice Stadium. All the Cyclone fans, you need to dial up. Matt Nelson then uh, coming up in just about uh, three or four minutes from right now. Jimmy B and TC, the big talker, 1700. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. 
believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, where right now you can get two bags of miracle Grow potting mix for just 12 bucks. Empty flower pots are actually full of promise with miracle Grow. It feeds flowers, herbs, and veggies for up to six months and helps them thrive in a container so your plants grow twice as big. And that's a promise. miracle Grow potting mix. Two bags for just 12 bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Valid through April 12th. Limit 80 bags per customer. While supplies last, selection varies by store. Continental U.S. only. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, I need some things for the office, but money is tight. Well, now at Staples, we're celebrating HP Savings Month. You'll find big savings on great HP products all month long. Save big on HP? How big? Right now, when you buy one HP Inc., you'll get the second 40% off. Whoa. Mind blown. You're the third one this week. Now, during HP Savings Month at Staples, buy one HP Inc., get the second 40% off, and experience the outstanding print quality of original HP Inc. cartridges. And it's 4817. See store or staples.com slash HP Month for details. Restrictions may apply. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is a message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000, whether you've got a $50,000 income 